Gordon, before we start, um, how how's the foot? Black and blue, no thanks to you. Um, but uh, recovering. I mean, I think I'll probably be out of fives action next week and perhaps the week after. But, uh, you know, it was a 50-50. I hold no malice towards you. Yep. But, um, yes, it was uh, it was an unfortunate um, time in the game because I felt, you know, if I'd stayed on the park, my side would have went on to win it. Well, 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 our friends at fives did did say I did get the ball. Well, you you got a, you got a bit of the ball. I mean, listen, I, I didn't go in recklessly because I, I technically I, I got a touch on the ball first, and then you managed to get enough on it. Listen, it was a fair challenge, fifty fifty, um, but it's not the first time that you've left a mark on my foot, which I think says more about you than than anything. Yep, I'm the classic hatchet man at fives. Well, you are. I mean, listen, I've went for years without ever having to come off a football pitch and uh, suddenly I start playing with you and it's happened nearly twice, so... What can I say? The tactics worked. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Spencer to review the game against Inverness in the League Cup, preview Celtic on Saturday... We talk about the signing of Benny Banangimi and the overall transfer policy this summer. And we chat a little about our expectations for the season. Inverness, last week, Gordon, the fans back at the ground, we were there again. And um, a good win, but not enough to get into the next round as a seeded team. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be the biggest disappointment. Um, I thought we created enough chances to, to score quite a few goals. And I think maybe if we'd broke the deadlo- uh, deadlock early on, um, perhaps it would have been one of those days where we scored three or four, and you know credit to the uh, to Mark Ridgers. You know I thought he had a a, a tremendous game. Um, you know he, the amount. I mean, listen, some of them maybe you put down to lack of match sharpness. You know players still getting up to speed, but he did make a couple of top saves. Um, but really the the scoreline should have been more comfortable, and we've only got ourselves to blame that that we aren't a seeded side. Um, I thought you know the performance at times it was a bit. It was a bit slower than what we'd have liked, um, but as I said, you know, I think when we did get into the final third, we've got to be more clinical. But I'd like to think, you know, when we are up to speed and, and everybody is fully fit, that that we'll see that because, you know, you had Nandley, for example, playing his first main kind of game of the season, um, so it'll take him a few weeks to get up to up to speed, and um, you know, Walker as well coming on. Um, there was positives, but. I think overall we've got to be disappointed that we didn't score more and get seeded. Should Boyce be playing up top? I know he was kind of playing near the middle um, in the game. I mean, was was that Robbie trying to try something? Yeah, I found that quite bizarre. And, and you know, I mentioned it quite a bit um, when Stevie Naismith, for example, was, um, you know, deployed in that type of role last season. He was coming a lot deeper. And I think goal scorers, you, you know, they're very rare, especially at this level. I think you've got to play them in their natural position, and and the guy's a goal scorer. He should be in the box. You know, I feel we've got enough creative players to to give chances to him. Um, so I I couldn't understand what what he's playing. I think it was a, a maybe he was just testing it to see if he could fit you know him and Nandali in, in the same team. I wouldn't push that issue. I think Nandali is is a really good option to have. Whether or not you want to rotate them if Boyce ever gets injured, or you know maybe falls out of form a little bit. You've got the opportunity to give Nandale a few starts and see how he gets on. I think he can still be a very important player. But Boyce is obviously the, the, the main man. Um, and I think he's going to play play as, as far up top as possible. I'd be disappointed if, if uh, this Saturday, for example, if we seen him come deep again. Yeah, you know, Inverness came with a game plan on Saturday and they executed it pretty well. 
Um, they also had chances on the, the counter-attack. Uh, we had to rely on Craig Gordon with quite a stunning save at one point as well. Uh, they look a decent team. I think Billy Dodds will do well with them. I think they, they'll challenge Kilmarnock for the league, so I don't think it was, um, you know, that, that everyone's disappointed, of course, you know, with the fact that we didn't get two or three or four goals to, to get that um, position to avoid Celtic in the next round, which we'll discuss. But Inverness look all right. It, it, it wasn't going to be a game that you just turn up and sweep them aside. Uh, but I thought there were some positives from Hearts. The game was a little bit slow at times. It, it wasn't free-flowing attacking football that, you know, a Robbie Nielsen Hearts team is known for. Um, but it was good to see people like Jamie Walker, Jamie 53 goal Walker, come off the bench, get that, that other goal uh, on his way to becoming a Hearts great, that's for sure. Uh, the younger players as well, you know, Pollock, as we've discussed, and, and young Ewan Henderson, who I'm a big fan of, it was good to see him get some game time. Uh, but there was positives, but we'll need to up our game if we're going to get a result against Celtic and Mr Postacoglu on Saturday. Do you think Jamie Walker deserves a start coming into the next game, having scored that goal, or do you think he's he's better coming off the bench? Uh, probably off the bench. I mean, it depends on the setup as well. I mean, who would he be in place of Janelli or Mackay Stevens? So probably not. But he's a useful asset to to come off the bench if there's twenty minutes to go. And what about young Finley Pollock? How is how much has he impressed you um, throughout preseason, Spencer? Yeah, he has been. I, I thought towards the end of last season when he just sort of get you know started to get game time. It was only the last three or four game, wasn't it? I thought maybe Nielsen was just throwing him in there so that he could say, oh, you know, we're starting to develop young players. But he's actually earned his spot. He's he's made an impact. He's not just there, you know, for them to say, oh, we've got a, an academy graduate and you know he's a sixteen year old or whatever he is. He's actually making an impact and he's looked very good. So hopefully he kicks on. In a way that you know Harry Cochran or Anthony Anthony McDonald, who was good to see him at the weekend, but um, you know they weren't able to kick on here. So hopefully, young Pollock does. You really are the most delusional man I've ever met. Honestly, how's that? Robbie Nielsen Hearts teams are, are known for attacking wise and all this nonsense. Six uh, 0 against Motherwell, ten 0 against Cowdenbeath. What you lived in the past? What four years ago? Well, you know, listen, I think he'll get us back to those days. I have to say. Do you? Do you really? Um, on on the Inverness thing, um, I wouldn't say that they looked that great aside. I thought, you know, um, I remember them having kind of one real sitter that they missed, and I think I, I don't know if it was even Craig Gordon that got the save. I think it was more Alex Cochran managed to get, I think, a touch on it to take over the bar, um, and that was just sloppy Hearts defending. I thought, I thought, um, you know, we we were a bit sloppy in the final third, like I said, um, and really, I think if we had scored maybe earlier on. We probably would have went on and won that game three four. Now, I mean, you've got to remember as well. This is a team that were beaten three one at home to uh, to Cove Rangers just a few weeks ago. Um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have high high matters of Inverness. I, I don't know about them challenging Kilmarnock. I think there's a lot of good teams in that championship. I wouldn't. Uh, I see you've wrote off your pal McGlynn already. Um, so I, th- I think John and Big Better will get in the playoffs. Oh do, oh, do oh do you right? But they aren't one in the league though. R- remember. Both of you, it's, it's not the championship. Fans want to listen to the Hearts review. Well, I did. Better's an all-time Hearts great, so it's important to mention him. On every show? I'd say so. I think on Walker, though, you know, I've, I've, I've said quite a lot on, on Walker over the years, and um, for me, I, listen, really good goal. Really good goal. And I think it's what you expect from him, but if we're being honest, he should have had a hat-trick. Um, you know, he missed two pretty easy chances after his goal. Um, but listen, it's good to see because that's what you want. I think he, I think the most he'll, he will be is an impact sub. I was I was reading his comments that he, he said you know he disagreed with Robbie that that he wasn't uh, unfit. 
um, and that he was raring to go. You know, if if he is fit, if he believes he's fit, then what's what's been the issue? You know, is it is it a, an attitude problem? Is it you know is it just his his game? Is it not suited to Hearts' kind of uh, formation? I don't know because I mean, listen, the guy's got bags of talent, uh, ba- bags and bags of ability, and he, he should be you know one of Hearts' key men. Um, and I think there was a real opportunity for him when, obviously, uh, Naismith last season was coming towards the end of his career for him to go on and stake a claim. And for me, Walker should have been Hearts' top goalscorer last season, but he was disappointing, as was a number of players. Um, so that's why I go back to, you know, what, what attacking team are we talking about here? You know, I think we've seen that handful of last season. I hope this season that that, that we do see a, a really attack-minded team, but I wouldn't say we, we've seen too much of it on uh, last Sunday. But uh, hopefully going forward, we'll see more of that. Do you, do you think we'll, we'll rue not getting through as a seeded team? I don't know. I mean, I think I think Celtic away is... I mean, Celtic are an unknown entity at the moment. And um, and you never know, you know, we, we's, they've still got a lot of time to bed in. You know, their cup record last season, you've you seen them, they went out home to Ross County. Um, Rangers put them out of the Scottish. Uh, you know, for me, I think they're a team that there's a lot of pressure on them. And, you know, we all hope that um, things go well, that it'll be a full house at Parkhead when, when we go along there. And there'll be a, a hopefully a decent heart support that'll be able to go through. And uh, and who knows? It might have the the makings of a, a bit of a cup upset. You know, I think Hearts have the players that that can um, cause them problems. And particularly if we're, you know, playing them on the break, we we've got pacey wingers who could, who could cause them issues. And hopefully by them we'll have added maybe a few more players as well. So listen, I, I don't think we should fear the game because if you want to win a trophy, you're you're going to have to go to places and uh, like Parkhead and and win and and beat teams like Celtic on the way. Um, you know, the hope is you get a wee bit of luck in, in the draw. We've obviously not had that, but um, but who knows? I don't think Hearts should feed it. You know, I think it's a, it's a game that they should look forward to and go and test themselves. And if they play like they did in the second half of the Scottish Cup final last season against them, they've got every chance. They're not a team to be feared. I mean, we do have them on Saturday. You know, it is a real opportunity for Hearts to start the season well, isn't it? Yeah, listen, at home under the lights, there's no Celtic supporters going to be there, so they don't have that backing. Um, listen, Hearts should have a go. You know, I, I'd, I'd hate to be sitting here next week talking about a, a game where we just didn't get out of second gear, we were t- give them too much respect, we sat in and we let their, 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 their proper danger men play football. You know, we've got to be right in their face, you know, although I think they'll they'll have their, their new centre-half in... Uh, cause I think he's out of quarantine, so he'll probably start. But it'll still be a relatively inexperienced back four, um, you know. And I think it's it's a back four that um, doesn't have a lot of quality. There's there's questions over their goalkeeper. For me, if we play that front three of Mackay, Stephen, Janelli, and Boyce, really push them up top, force them into mistakes. Hearts have got a really good chance. Um, the issue will be at the other end and whether or not we can. Uh, Remain solid and 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 keep their defend um, their attacking players at bay. So that that that'll be that'll be the big thing for Hearts. You know the good thing is we've got Craig Gordon there. Um, you know Suter will be back. We've we've got a good chance, and I just hope that we 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 grasp it with both hands. Yeah, Hearts may as well go for it. Um, Robbie's never defeated Celtic. Um, whilst you know in any of his spells, of course, we're very unfortunate in that cup final, which is still painful. Um, so hopefully a little bit of revenge for that. But I think we have to start the game positively. 
Celtic are under a little bit of pressure already, um, which is probably unfairly so because you know the man's only been in the door for like three weeks or so, so he's not really had a chance to to bring in his own players, Mr. Postecoglou. But um, I think Hearts have to start brightly. Celtic are under a lot of pressure, and the manager is under a lot of pressure. And Spencer, you know, this is a golden opportunity, but we've often had golden opportunities against teams in the past, and we've we've not got there. Yeah, um, it's sort of one of the question marks over Robbie, who I have a lot of time and respect for, is maybe his big game record. Um, I just think we may as well go for it. I mean, games against Celtic and Rangers are not going to really define your season. I mean, as you see in the season, we got relegated. We had a, well, we had a good record against Rangers anyway, but that didn't really stand for too much because we got relegated. So um, it's going to be, you know, is it St. Mirren away the following week? That's probably... You know, a much more essential game. But of course, you want to start your season well. You want to get three points. But I think we may as well just go for it. We have nothing to lose, really. Especially when we've only beat them twice in ten years. Our record's horrendous against them. So we may as well just go for it. Celtic are still a team with with a lot of quality, though, Spencer. It's not going to be a, a an easy game, even though they are under pressure. No, of course, that's always a difficult game against Celtic. I mean, even you know, the Ronnie Dyla Celtic team. <laughs> I would say one of the the worst ones that season where Rangers beat them in the semi-final um, we never beat them that, that year either so I mean even when it's a quote-unquote bad Celtic team we, we still haven't got over the line against them our only two wins were the 4-0 and the 1-0 thanks to Mr Levine but you know we'll see if we how we get on on, on Saturday under Robbie I think it's a huge game for Robbie Nielsen um, you know I think he needs a, a marquee result like this to try and put the uh, the, the broader game to bed um, you know, because that's going to be hanging on over him for a long, long time. Um, I think games against Celtic and Hibs and things like that are, are the sort of um, the sort of medicine that he needs to take, really, to to try and get over it. Because at the end of the day, you know, if if he was to come away with a, a really bad result, because I think you know there is pressure on Hearts as well, and I know what Spencer's saying. There's pressure on Celtic, of course, there is because they've had a poor start to the season. But I don't think anybody should should. I mean, there won't be pressure from outside the club but there's certainly pressure from the supporters to, to see Hearts have a real go here and try and win the game um, I think you know if they were to lose 2-0 and, and go down with a whimper that wouldn't sit well with the, with the Hearts support and Does that work yeah. against Hearts? Yeah well that, that, that's what I'm saying the, 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 there'll be pressure on, on the, this team and, and the manager to actually go and get a result you know you're at home um, there's 5,000 fans behind you there's no away supporters you know, we should make it as, as tight as possible. We expect them to have a real go. Um, we expect a performance. And, and to be honest, we expect a result. You know, particularly when you look um, at Celtic's form and then you look at the last time we played them, there's no excuses for this team to not go in and have a real go. Um, you know, listen, if they turn up and they play like they did in the first half of the Scottish Cup final, then, you know, of course they're, 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 they'll have a very little chance. But if it's a team that ended that, that game, then... You know, listen, we've got a real opportunity. You know, we, we are at home. Um, I know what Spencer's saying, two win, uh, two wins in 10 or whatever it is against them. No, two two wins in 10 years, apologies. Um, yeah, we've got a terrible record against them. But, you know, it's not. It's it's gradually, you know, getting a bit better. The, the gap's certainly um, closed over the last few years. You know, the games have been a lot tighter, apart from that game at Parkhead towards the end of the, the, the Stendhal season. Um, they haven't really turned us over too often. So... For me, the the most important thing is we, we, we get right at them. We're aggressive, which I think we will be. 
Um, and, you know, we, we don't give them any respect. You know, we sit and say, listen, you're coming to us. And, um, and well, but it's a mass, massive game for Nielsen. Massive game. And it does obviously help. It will obviously help that there is just going to be Hearts fans in the crowd, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's all set up for a really... I mean, although there's only five, five and a bit thousand, I think, you know, it's going to be a really hostile atmosphere. You know, eight o'clock on the telly, um, everybody will be up for it who will be in the ground. You know, we've been away from... We've not had a big match since since Hibs, really, in, in, in the March. So um, everybody, I think, is licking their lips at this one. We are lucky enough to be there. And, and I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait. I think eight o'clock under the lights, summer football. It's uh, it's got it's got a real opportunity for Hearts, and I just I really really do hope that they uh, they grasp it with both hands because they've got an opportunity to start the season really well. And what what do you make of the whole ballot situation? There's a lot of fans that have have said the ballot's not as fair as maybe it should have been. What's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think if you've missed out in the ballot, then you know I can totally understand why 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 you'd be upset by it. I think. What people maybe need to realise is the League Cup ballot was a different ballot completely to the League One. Um, you know, we don't actually know how many people registered for the League Cup ballot. You know, it could have been 5,000 fans. It could have been, you know, maybe less than that. You, you actually don't know because the club have not told us. Um, you know, we were obviously lucky enough to, to get tickets for, for both the League Cup games. And I was I was talking about this. I was like, well, I mean, just say it is... 5,000 fans, for example, they got 2,000 on the first night and then they got another, you know, 2,000 people, or just it was 4,000 or whatever, you know, 2,000 people the next again game then got their tickets and then they went back to the the fans who obviously got the the previous one. I've seen a couple of people say, oh, they didn't get picked for any of the games. I'd like to think that these are very rare. Um, I think, you know, you're never going to keep everybody happy. I think that the, the League One... Is difficult. I think we should have got a lot more fans than we did. I think five and a half thousand for me is still disgraceful, particularly when you see, you know, Motherwell along the road there, six thousand in a smaller stadium. You know how 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 on earth can you justify that? Um, you know, you got Murrayfield across the road there had thirteen and a half thousand, Ibrox twenty four thousand, Celtic Park likewise. For me, it makes absolutely no sense at all. I just think it's. I just think it is. It's it's ridiculous the way it's whole been handled. Particularly when we're looking at August 9th as the reopening date in the country, where you know the the signals are that we can go back to full capacities. Then football fans are having the the wool uh, pulled over their eyes, and it's it's disappointing. Yeah. So as of right now, I don't have a ticket for the the Celtic game, but there's an extra 700 getting released tomorrow. So if I get one, then you know the process is good. If I don't, then it's bad. Um, no, listen, there was always going to be people disappointed, you know. I think we have 10,000 season ticket holders or something like that. When you're getting capacities of 5,000, the math just isn't there, isn't it? So there's going to be people that are disappointed. Uh, but, you know, I, I trust Mrs. Budge's judgment. If she thinks this is the best way to do it, then I'm on board. How did you feel going back to the football, Spencer? Obviously, Inverness was your first game back in such a long while. It was good to be back. I mean, that's the game wasn't the best one was it but it was good to see the weather it's good to see the pitch good to see Robbie back in the dugout and uh, yeah I was just glad for the uh, the win in the end we're talking about signings Benny Banningimi signed for Hearts same Gordon you you are an Everton fan as well as a Hearts fan have, have you seen him play what what will he bring to Hearts well you know I've, uh, as an Evertonian myself um, it's quite good to see uh, two clubs that hold dear to my heart, um, doing a bit of business. Um, 
Listen, I, I remember when he broke on the scene. Uh, it was it was he kind of came through under Ronald Koeman, um, before he lost his job, um, and he played a bit in Europe and uh, sort of. But he, he he was part of of the Everton team that won the um, the under twenty threes, well the the Premier League two, it's called. Um, a very exciting group of youngsters that, that that were that were part of that team, and he was kind of considered one of the headline names. Um, it's just not happened for him yet. Um, you know, he had a couple of loan spells at Derby and Wigan, um, just couldn't really get game time. Wayne Rooney said that, you know, he would have got more game time had they not been at the bottom of the table. They just couldn't risk putting um, a relatively inexperienced player on the park, uh, despite the ability that, that he has. And, and they were, you know, they were scrapping at the bottom. They weren't really... Um, able to play football when I think you know you'll come up here and you know you'll be part of a team that will hopefully play more football and I think that will suit him you know he's certainly he's he's a holding midfielder but he's comfortable on the ball he's 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 a big strong guy um, only 22 bags the ability so I think you know he's certainly a replacement for Andy Irvin um, definitely of that of that type of mould who will be able to sit in and, and hopefully I'll, uh, I think he's probably more of a ball-winning midfielder than maybe the, the creative spark that what Irvin was, but um, he's, he'll certainly add a lot to Hearts midfield, and um, it's one that, that it looks like they've they've worked hard to get. Um, you know, it's it's certainly a player coming from the right market anyway, um, which is encouraging. You know, a player with um, ability who you know was sought sought at on uh, down south i think he's the sort of player that, that as well has market value you know he's a, th- a three-year contract if he comes in he has a really good season um he gets hearts in europe he does well then then no doubt that the club from down south would be looking at that and and would be entitled to to a pretty good fee for him so i think you know they'll, they'll probably look at that and i've said that for a while that's what hearts need to do they need to target these types of players bring them in make sure they have a really good couple of seasons and then they can sell them on for, for a really good profit and then they can reinvest that in the team. I think that's how, you know, Celtic have done it. Um when when they started out, you know, for your Wanyamas and Van Dykes. I'm not saying he's gonna be coming come in and be a Victor Wanyama, but you know, certainly he's 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 got the potential to come in and, and be a really, really good signing for Hearts. And of course that's the sort of um, quality over quantity signing that Joe Savage was talking about and still relatively young think it's it's a market that joe savage knows well and um, down south you know that he's obviously hoping that he'll be a wee gem and he, he you know he can come up here and play well somewhere you know i think i think that's the, the good thing about savage is you know he will know players down south that that can come in and hopefully do a job you know you, you just need to look at janelli and, and nandali as, as being kind of prime examples that, that have done well down south and and have been picked and, and brought up here so Hopefully, uh, hopefully Benny will be able to do the same, and um, and let's hope you know he can he can really start the career because he's at a stage in his career now where, um, you know he's 22, he's not played that much first team football. There's clearly ability there. Everton wouldn't have kept him for so long because he was he was on the bench quite quite a, a few times last season. Didn't didn't get on, but um, he was certainly in the, around the first team. You know, playing with guys like Hamas Rodriguez and Richarlison and things like that. Um, up against you know big strong defenders. And, and Michael Keane and things like that. So, you know, he's got the, the, the experience of training with these guys and seeing how they conduct themselves. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to come up here and, and you know, he can he can be a standout. Yeah, let's hope he's a good uh, a good addition. Still very inexperienced, as you say. I think he only played 12 times for Everton. 
He signed for Derby County on on loan with Wayne Rooney in the January. Only played twice, so he wasn't used very much after that. So, how old is he? Twenty three or something? Twenty two. He's not played a great deal professional games, but that's okay. Maybe some people are, you know, slow developers if he's done well in the youth level and won trophies. That's okay. So we'll see how he gets on. He needs to hit the ground running though. So hopefully, he can be useful against Celtic on Saturday. Do you think he gets a start against Celtic on Saturday? I mean, he's probably not had as much of a pre-season as the rest. Uh, no, I mean, it depends on what system Robbie's going for, but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it too much from against Inverness, personally. What other signings have we need to make this, this summer window, Spencer? I mean, there's been a lot of chat about us not really signing anybody. I mean, but there's also been a lot of chat about, you know, Hearts not really going to be doing a lot this season. Do you know what I mean? Do we need a lot? I think we need a few more. I think we're a little short, um, you know, to be at this position. The season started on Saturday, officially. And they've only really signed, you know, obviously we made Ginelli permanent, but we only signed one, one player today. I think we need more. I thought that at the end of last season, I thought it was going to be a big summer, but who knows, maybe we'll be proven wrong. Maybe people like McInef and Mackay Stephen will continue to progress. Nandale might hopefully hit the ground running as well. If Boyce can keep up doing what he's doing, then who knows, maybe we don't need the sign-ins, but I thought we were a little short towards the end of last season and we needed some reinforcements, certainly defensively as well. We could do with a new centre-back, I think. Maybe another winger, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I I don't know about Hearts. It wouldn't surprise me if Hearts finish third. Wouldn't surprise me if we finish ninth. Genuinely, I have no idea what what to expect this season. Do you think that depends on the signings we make? Kind of a, a, a little bit. I mean, everyone was excited the season we got relegated that summer when we brought in Washington and all that. Everyone said oh, we're going to have a great season. We got relegated. I predicted, I didn't predict we'd get relegated, but I knew that we weren't going to be great. I remember having a conversation with Gordon before the Aberdeen game. He said I should stop being negative. I said, I'd, um, we're, we lost 3-2 in the first game of the season. I said, I think we're going to have a horrendous season. He says, no, no, I'm optimistic. So I predicted that one. I'm not going to make a prediction about this one because I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect, genuinely. I have no idea. We, 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 we might be great, we might be poor. I, I, I don't know. And it, but I think we're a little short. I think we could do with a couple more signings in key areas. Uh, like I said this last week, I don't think even the most optimistic Hibbies thought we were going to get relegated uh, that season. But listen, it, it happened. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, that Hearts team, you know, you do go through it and, and there was a lot of quality in there, a lot of experience. But for whatever reason, it just didn't happen, mainly down to the, the wrong man being in charge of the team. Stendhal inherited a mess. I think the football club was mismanaged for a long time. But anyway, I'm not going to get started because people have heard this for a long, long time. Um, I think I think it's different now because I think we... I agree with Spencer, actually, to an extent, because I think it is, it is a Hearts team that you wouldn't be surprised if they went and finished third. I'm optimistic and hopeful that they can. Um, but at the same time, if they were in the bottom six, then... Uh, you know, you, it would just be the same old, wouldn't it? But I think definitely we do need a few more. But I, I like the approach they're they're making with the quality over quantity. You know, hope they're working hard, and and I'm sure they are. You know, we've invested a lot of money in, um, and and bringing you know, sort of new people in on the recruitment side. And I think definitely this signing is is a part of that. You know, it is is definitely a lot of work would have went into it to identify what they need, who's available, um, you know. How how can they look at bringing in a player that's got a lot of market value, you know? Because this isn't a loan signing; it's not as if it's a patch up work. You know, they've give they give him a three year deal, so it's clearly somebody that they're 
they're looking to to be a part of of the team long term. I think you know Demure will be on his way out, so they needed to beef up the midfield. You know we've obviously got Pollock in there as well, but he's just a young lad. He's not going to be playing every week. Um, that you wouldn't think so anyway. Although he's made a really good start. Um, it might be the case that maybe he only plays a little bit. Uh, a bit part in the, in the first half of the season and maybe ends up on loan in January because he's only 17, you know what I mean? It's not a thing because he's had a good start to his, his heart's career that suddenly he's going to be in every week. Um, so you will need, to, you know, sort of a wee bit more beef in the middle of the park, but I'd like to see us, you know, invest more. Certainly defensively, I think we definitely need a, a really good centre-half of, you know, I'm not convinced by Halkett. Um, I'm not, I mean, I think Suter as well. Although clearly a talented player, his injury, his injury problems, you know, they could easily flare up again. Um, you know, Smith as well was part of a defence that was relegated. You know, I, I like Smith, but you know, I mean, let's let's not pretend otherwise here. You know, still three of the back four that that, that were relegated. Um, so for me, I'd like to bring in another defender in there. Um, I think we could do with another right. Um, you know, maybe even the right fullback or something like that. You know, um. I think we'd we would do as well. So we definitely need to beef up certain areas of the pitch, and I'm sure we will. I mean, we've still got a month of transfer window to go. I know the season is just about to start, but I'm not overly concerned. If we were sitting here at this time um, next month and we had only done this amount of business, then yeah, I would be a bit concerned. But I think with still a month to go, um, there's going to be players that will come available because English clubs are just getting up and running now. Um, so I think I think Hearts will still be very active in this window, but um, I think it'll be more towards the end of the, uh, the 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 transfer window rather than right now. But listen, fans are always going to be a bit edgy, um, and always want you know your your club to sign sign players as quickly as you can. But listen, we've been down that road before. Where we've signed fifteen, sixteen. Doesn't it work? It, it, is it about having you know we've we've talked about three year plans on this show. A lot, you know, people have been quoted in that. But is it about having a two, three year plan and not looking at this season, you know, as long as we can make inroads, finish in the top six, finish fifth, possibly get back into Europe? Or will, 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 will Hearts fans like us be annoyed that we don't finish third this time round? Is, is that something? I think I think as long as we see clear progression, you know what I mean? As long as, as, long as it looks like they are heading in the right direction. I think, you know, previous seasons when we've finished outside the top three, the frustration is that we've clearly been going backwards and there's been no progression made. I think, you know, if, if people see that, that the club's knocking on the door and looking like they're going to get into Europe, you know, if Hearts were to finish fifth and say, or even sixth and it was only three points outside Europe, then you were, well, fair enough. You know, there's things to build on there and they had a good go at the Cups and, you know, maybe got to our final again or something. And you think, right, that squad's no far away. They maybe just need, you know, again, a couple of more players to get them over the line. Um, but if it's a case that, you know, we're sitting mid-table and we're maybe just, we've got the last game of the, before the split to try and get into the top six, that's not acceptable. For me, that's not progression. I know the teams just came up, but, you know, I don't think there's a huge amount of um, difference between the Championship and, and the, the Premier League. You know, I think for me, um, anything less than top six w wouldn't be good enough. I think... There's no excuse for Hearts not to be challenging for Europe, particularly when you know you see the um, you see Aberdeen and Hibs, and I, I don't think they're they're miles better than Hearts. I, I just don't. I think Hearts could could beat either of them um, on their day, and I think it'll be about consistency. Um, they've got to get their the home form right. 
Um, it'll be a very competitive league. I think teams will take points off each other um, all throughout the season, but ultimately it'll be who's, mo- who's the most consistent side. And I think we've got to make home advantage count. And um, and I, I think we've got the ability to do it, but I, I still think we need a few more sign-ins. But, um, you know, it's all about heading in the right direction. Three seasons before we got relegated, we'd finished fifth and then sixth twice. You know, if it wasn't acceptable then, I don't see why it'd be acceptable now even if it is our first season back up we'll talk about how we got unfairly relegated we may have stayed up who knows um so yeah their fifth place sixth place and then sixth place again wasn't acceptable from 2016 to to 2018 then don't know why it'd be acceptable this season i think you know we we should be challenging for third and that has to be the aim and that's why i'm questioning the the recruitment policy are we good enough at this moment in time to get third place i don't know we, we, there wasn't a clear policy, was there? When we were making the signings, when we were finished, we're finishing fifth, sixth, sixth, was there? Possibly. I mean, yeah, you look at the Levine season, the last one, um, the injuries up until the, we were top of the league, November time, and then injuries took over. So who knows what would have happened that season if we'd kept that squad together, yeah, kept it fit. And I think um, that was a bad sixth place finish. See, the season before, I think that was an okay sixth place finish. In comparison, because we beat Hibs twice that season, we ended the streak against them. We we ended the streak against Celtic. Um, we only lost once at home, and that was to Celtic. So I, I think you got money for your season ticket that year. So I felt that was a building season after Cathro. So it was disappointing to finish sixth, but that that one was all right. The next again season was disappointing when you're top of the league in November, December time. You finish sixth, twenty points off Europe. That that was unacceptable. Um. So, I mean, we, we finished third twice in 10 years as well. I mean, 2011 and 2016. I don't think that's good enough. It really isn't. So we need to get back to consistently being in the, the top three. But saying that, I mean, Hibs finished third this season. That was the first time in 15 years that they've done it. So, um, But Aberdeen went through a little period where they were constantly finished second. And then when Rangers came back, they, they finished third for a while. So I think that's where we need to get back to. It's not impossible. So, so say in three seasons' time, if we're still finishing sixth, is that an abject failure? Yes, I would say. <laughs> absolutely. I would say it's an abject failure this season. With the, the budget we have in comparison to other clubs, I think we should be going for third place. But that's why I say I'm not sure with the, the squad we have at the moment and the, the lack of signings. So we need to get a move on if we are going to get that third place. What do you see then, Spencer, as the, the overriding ambition then for Hearts? I mean, should we be getting into this new Conference League, for example? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Trying to win trophies. We were unlucky the last couple of times, apart from Broda, of course, but we'll see how we get on this season in the Cups. Um, it's not impossible if you get a good a good draw. <laughs> We've got a bad one against Celtic, of course, but it's Celtic Park, so we'll see how we get on against that. But yeah, I think the ambition just has to be you know, win, win your derbies, challenge the old firm eventually, try and win a trophy. You know, again, we've not won a trophy since 2012. That's a little bit disappointing. I thought we would have had one since then. Of course, if you'd offered, you know, 5-1 in a cup final against Hibs and you don't win a trophy for a, a period of time, I'm sure everyone would have took that. But you'd like to see us uh, get another trophy as soon as possible. And, you know, just keep doing well in the league. We're... <laughs> We're not a yo-yo club in terms of league, because obviously, well, twice, two relegations, seven years. But what I mean is, very rarely do Hearts have good back-to-back seasons. 
you know, you, you finished third and then, well, you know, we finished second and then we went fourth and then we went eighth and we were third, sixth, third, fifth, tenth, you know, there's never really any consistency to where we finish. So if we can get that back with Robbie, you know, third, fourth every year, that's something to build on. Yeah, but I think I think what's previously happened in terms of Hearts' mismanagement, a lot of it was down to money issues and mismanagement of the football club. I think, you know, obviously the, the Hearts sport was relatively inexperienced. I think they've addressed some of the issues now. Um, I think we've got a structure, hopefully, um, in terms of recruitment and things like that, that's that will hopefully take the club to the next level. And um, you know, it looks like we've got our house in order a little bit now. Um, there's people that are gone now that sh- that should have been gone a long time ago. So for me, you know, I'm I'm optimistic that the, the future is bright for Hearts. I think you know, uh, what we want to see this season is progression. Absolutely, you know, we want to see um, a bit of excitement. Um, nobody's expecting Hearts to come up and, and challenge for the league but I would like to see them you know, certainly in that top 5 at the very least and then they have a, a platform to build on for next season um, I think that's that's going to be the most important thing is, and then you know, you take it from there I don't want to be going in a transfer window signing 6-7 players every every summer I want it to be the case where we sign 2 or 3 2 or 3 really exciting players that adds to your squad inevitably there will always be players that leave but that's not a bad thing because if you're selling players that have done really well for you and you're getting good market value for them, you can reinvest in the squad and you know, and at the same time as well you can start seeing youngsters come through, you know, and I think that we're we're starting to see a little bit of that. And that's where I think we need to be as a football club and as a business, you know, constantly getting ourselves back into Europe because so we've you know, we're able to offer um players that, that type of um that type of thing, you know, because playing in Europe is huge for players. It's a good selling point for the football club, and I think to to certainly start achieving um, our potential, we've we, we've got to we've got to start doing that. So I think in the next few years, will be will be key for Hearts and whether or not they can um, break that glass ceiling almost and and get ourselves back into the uh, to where we should be as a football club. Because listen, for a long time we've been the embarrassment on and off the park. Final word then um, from us all. What's your prediction for Saturday? Mr. Postacoglu is a shrewd man. He'll come with his team well set up. Celtic will be difficult. But if we play our cards right, we can maybe come away with a, a 2-1 win. Difficult to say. You know, I think uh, I could maybe see it being a draw. Um, I think if Celtic had got through last night, I actually think Hearts would have won. But uh, they're the sort of club that doesn't seem to get you know too many bad results on a spin. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Hearts will lose. Can't see Hearts losing the game. Um, I think a draw, maybe. Maybe a score draw, possibly. But listen, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see Hearts go and win 4-0 again. But um, but yeah, I think I think, I think think it'll be a score draw. What do you think, Ross? I, I don't want to jinx it, right? But I've got a sneaky feeling we'll win. I don't know by... I, I, I think it'll be one goal in it or something, but I think we'll win. Thank you both for joining me this week and yeah, hopefully we can uh, get a positive result on Saturday and first game back um, for many fans, there'll be 5,000 at Tin Castle. We'll be back next week but until then, goodbye.